Welcome to Torah from Temple of Aaron in St. Paul, Minnesota. Here is the place to hear much of the great sermons, teachings, and speakers happening each week at our synagogue. Whether you are able to make it in person or not, each week you will find new Jewish content to inspire, motivate, and bring meaning to you wherever you find yourself. I hope you enjoy the teaching and feel free to contact us anytime about it by calling us at 651-252-6411 or emailing us at Rabbi Marcus Rubenstein at templeofaron.org. Enjoy and we hope to see you soon. A surprising fact maybe about me, I hate musicals. I can't stand them. Do we like, who, does, who likes musicals? Mu- musical lovers. What a lot of people, people Roxy. love musicals. You like Fiddler on the Roof? Okay, wow, you actually made it through all four hours. Good for you. Um, that is really, yeah. Um, definitely a love, my, my parents love musicals. I grew up in New York, so we would go constantly to Broadway, you know, for TKTS, the half-price tickets. You know, I grew up around it, I'm, I love music, but I hated musicals because I never really understood it. I don't understand when you're sad about something or when something terrible happens to you in your life, why do you sing about it? Like, it's not like when you're going through life and something uh, really joyous happens and all of a sudden the lights break out and there's a dance number. Like, it just feels like inauthentic to me and like music uh, for me is like a very authentic thing and this feels inauthentic. So I always had a lot of trouble with musicals. Now that doesn't mean to say that I didn't like the music that was part of musicals separately, that's a, a whole different story. But just the understanding of how music would just fit in into the narrative was a very strange thing to me. And I think this Parsha, actually studying the meaning of song and the meaning of music in Judaism actually helped me to understand and maybe give musicals and opera and all that stuff another chance. And in order to understand that, we really have to understand what's the nature of music, what's the nature of song. And in order to understand that, of course, we have to look into our Parsha, because our Parsha this week has the first song of the whole entire Torah. There was no song unto God. We had Avram, we had Yitzhak, we had Noah, we had Adam and Eve, we had Jacob, we had Joseph, the whole story, and there were no songs. Did anyone recognize there were no songs in the book of Genesis? There were no songs in the book of Genesis. Horrible. We had to wait till chapter 15 of the book of Exodus to have a song. So why at this point, why at this point, to the redemption from Egypt and how the Jewish people were able to go through the sea on dry land, um, uh, was there, did the Jewish people respond in song? You know, I'll tell you a lot of reasons why you might, they might have not responded in song. Number one, why is, what is the Red Sea called in Hebrew? Anyone know? Yam Suf, does anyone know what Suf means? Reeds. Okay, if you go today, the Red Sea is like a swamp. You know, growing up, we, we grew up in lake country in New York. I know it's not the real lake country. We're the real lake country, right? But there, it was, we, were, we loved lakes that had sand bottoms, right? Lakes that didn't have all the muck at the bottom because it's not fun to get your feet all mucky. And, but the Red Sea was not that, okay? The Red Sea is like swamp-like almost. It's very mucky. It's not pleasant to walk through. And so even though the waters drew out, 
right? It's still, the, the water was, the, the ground was so mushy and hard to walk through that we actually see within the Torah what happens to the wheels of the chariots of the Egyptians. They get stuck. So this wasn't pleasant to walk through. This wasn't something that it was like perfectly dry. It was actually, uh, you know, a pretty big schlep in the first place. And, and, and first of all, what we learned in the Torah portion is they didn't even have to go through the Red Sea in the first place. God is the one who led them south into the Red Sea. They could have gone north up into Philistine country as he long learned in our parsha this week. So why should they be happy about being saved from something that they didn't even have to do in the first place? It's like, you know, don't worry, right? Like, you know, <laughs> you know I've, uh, I've really helped you on something that you never really had to do in the first place, right? It's not much of a help anyway. And lastly, right, um, what happens when they got to the other side of the Red Sea? They're in the middle of the Sinai Desert. It's like, great, you led us into freedom, and now we're in the middle of the desert, and there's no food and no water and nothing. So why were they singing? What's the deal with the singing? But I think it gets to the root of what singing and music is all about. Rebbe Nachman of Breslov famously said that music really is about choices. That a good musician, a good fiddle player, a good trumpet player, right, or singer, has all of these different notes, many different notes to choose from, but each moment of playing music, you're choosing the right note out of a, a bunch of different notes. And not only are you choosing the right note and then saying no to choosing the wrong note, but you're also stringing all the right notes together to make a melody, right? There's a bunch of right notes together, makes a melody. And Rabbi Nachman says that's an important lesson in life as well. That at each moment, every single note is available to us to express and to feel. At every single moment, we can experience joy, sadness, suffering, bitterness. We can look at any situation that we walk into from any different perspective. We usually think that the situation we're in is what brings us the sadness. You know, I'm sad because I'm sick. I'm sad because this bad thing happened to me. I'm happy because this good thing happened to me. But that's actually not the way our brain actually works. Stimulus happens, things happen in the actual world, and we actually make a, a split-second choice of how to process what happens in the world. We choose what song we're going to sing afterwards. Right Now, if, if something good happens to you, you can easily focus on the one bad thing that happened. It's called the show Seinfeld, right? They take anything that happens, there's always one thing they complain about, and that's what they focus on, no matter what happens. It doesn't matter what happens, you know they're going to choose the bad thing. But you can also do it the opposite way. There can be terrible things that happen to you in life, and suffering that we can face, problems that we wouldn't want to face. And you could choose to look at the positive. You could choose to look at the blessing. You could choose look, to look at the opportunity. This is actually what uh, famously uh, Bibi Netanyahu said in his autobiography. I don't agree with him on everything, but I think this is a, a really smart wisdom he said. When he was talking about the Abraham Accords, the famous Abraham Accords that were just passed, he said that actually there was a lot of anxiety, a lot of political anxiety that the Jewish people, the Israel, Israel might annex the West Bank. And it caused a lot of anxiety. And he said in his book, this anxiety, we chose not to stress out about this anxiety, but instead turn it into an opportunity to make peace. Right? And he chose to look at that moment of anxiety, of political anxiety, and chose to make and create this revolutionary opportunity to make peace with some of Israel's neighbors. Right? And for that reason, this revolution sort of happened of peace. 
right? Um, and so too in each and every one of our lives, we choose what song we're going to sing. In the process of singing a song or making music, we are actually able to change the way we feel about something, to change the way we look at something, to change the way we process something. And that is a cardinal of cardinal importance in order to sing, so in order to live life. And so that's why when the Jews looked at everything that happened, they could have looked at that redemption and said, this isn't redemption. I'm in the middle of the desert. I have nothing to eat. My feet are wet. My clothes are all dirty. I followed the schlub motion to the desert. What am I doing? But instead, they changed their mind. They were able to actively choose and say, no, this is redemption. I'm going to choose not to look at my discomfort. I'm going to choose not to look at the hardship. But instead, I'm going to sing. And what I'm going to sing about and the notes that I'm going to choose in my life is the notes of God's redemption. And I say that we too can do the same thing in our own life. Shabbat shalom, everybody. So musicals, I'll give it a second look.